And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. It's time for the Word of God. It's time for the Word. Jeremiah 3 verse 15 says, I will give you pastors according to my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen? Now, this morning, the servant of the Lord is in the house. I want you to rise up to your feet, put your hands together, as we welcome my father in the Lord, God's servant, Pastor Chris. Trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. I'll trust you in the night time. I will trust you. Praise God. We're happy to be with you this morning. And uh, we missed you. And I think it's appropriate that I ask my wife to come and say hello after you haven't seen her for so long. We are really blessed to be here and we believe the Lord has got great things in store for us. Amen. Jesus is still on the throne. We bring greetings from Atlanta, Georgia, and somewhere in Philadelphia. Amen. But here she is. She felt ill when she was in America. And I asked her, is it because you missed the people of BMI? She said it could be that. Amen. Good morning, BMI. good to be back on the soil of South Africa. <laughs> Whether you go to Atlanta or to Fort Worth, Texas or to Greenville or to Philadelphia, you want to come back to the soil of South Africa. I, I really missed a lot of things in South Africa. I missed my coffee the South African coffee. I miss my tea, my Ruevos tea, and I miss my food. I'm, there's so many things that I miss, and I'm, but most of all, I miss the people of South Africa. There were so many challenges that could have uh, prevented me from going, 
But I thank God for the wonderful privilege that I could go and um, be at the graduation service of Jason. Most of all, it was good to see him after so many months, and he'll be coming soon. You'll see him soon. And it was a proud and a joyous occasion for us as a family to be there and to support him, to meet his lecturers, to see where he studied for um, four years. And God has been so gracious. We've met new friends. We've visited two churches. And pastor preached powerfully. And the peop all the people that we've met has been so hospitable to us. They have really given us more than a cup of water. And that was good. And, but as I say, the, the trip was long. It, for me, the last week, I felt I'm, I'm getting homesick now. It's, it's too long now. But it was a great journey and it, it was a great experience. It was an adventure and it's something that I will always remember. But thank you all for your prayers. Sorry that I missed out on Mother's Day. But we had a good service on that side as well. But may God bless you if you want to know anything more about the trip. I think you can invite me for coffee and I'll share more. <laughs> God bless you. Praise God. We'll have a revival tonight. What is the load shedding line tonight, Charlie? 10 o'clock? Good. We normally stop at 10. And then there you can hear more about the adventures in America with, from Jamie and Dean. Yeah, Bevan's other name is Dean. If you didn't know, now you know. He's not here today. Oh, he is. Yeah. Anyway, we'll tell you a little bit more tonight, and I want to share something with you tonight as well. At revival at six. Amen. Glory to God. For those who are interested, you are welcome to come. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's the main thing I wanted to share with you. Amen. Stand for one minute if you do. Uh, give us D. You are exalted. Lord, you are exalted. Lift your hands, everybody. You are exalted on high. Creation will praise you. The saints shall. You are exalted, Lord. You are exalted. You are exalted. You are exalted on high. Creation will praise you. The saints shall adore you, for you are exalted. For you are glorious, 
Again, I will praise him.
Lift your hands and give him praise and give him glory, saints. Open your lips, open your mouth, lift your hands, lift your hearts. He's here so that we can worship him. He's here for us to praise him. The purpose of our gathering is to give him praise, to worship him, to bless him. Can you hear the sound of heaven? The sound of many waters. The sound of worship coming from the throne. As men from every nation, they lift their voice to make this glory known. This is what they say. They sing, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Lord, I love. 
lifted up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, please feed me till I want no more. Here's my tongue, fill it up and make me whole. For the last time, Oh yes, my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord, come and quench the thirsting of my soul, bread of heaven. today precious lord and we ask for the filling that the bread of heaven feed us the word of god that comes to our hearts and our mind feed us till we want no more we welcome the holy spirit come holy spirit come we need thee every hour we need thee oh bless us now blessed savior we come to thee Worship your Lord. We lift up your name. We lift Jesus high so that everybody can be drawn to him. Yes, we lift him high. I need thee, oh, I need thee. And every hour I need And I need thee, oh Lord, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless, bless me now, my Lord, I You may be seated, thank you.
If you have Bibles, we are reading from Matthew chapter 12 today from verse 9. Amen. I want to welcome Sister Prince here today. I just got a note that she has well, she's visited us. Can you wave? I don't see you. Ah, stand. Yes, everybody welcome her. If you don't know Sister Prince, her husband, Evangelist Ati Prince, was very famous for his crusades across the Cape and across South Africa. Preached in London, Durban, all over the, the country. And he's the man that led me to Christ, or let me say in the 10th crusade, somewhere in Eitzach, I gave my life to the Lord at the age of 12. Through the preaching of this great man, Arthur Prince, um, who gave up many things to preach the gospel. Amen. I think he had nine children, and he left them all behind to go to Bible school when God called him. And he became one of the most anointed evangelists of our day. Preached for 15 minutes and then he drew in the lifeline. But the anointing makes all the difference. Amen. Hallelujah. So we honor him and uh, we respect his wife that is still with us today. Amen. Glory to God. A sister Prince was his second wife. The first wife died. So if you, in case you think, why did she have nine children? She didn't have the nine children. It was the former wife. Amen. Nine children will, will, will finish you quickly. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today I want to speak to you about, uh, I wanted to start a series today, but the Holy Spirit led me otherwise, and I'll probably start the series soon. I'll be going to Botswana to preach at a crusade called, He Gave Gifts Unto Men. I invited you to go with, but I don't think anybody's interested, so they are waiting for me, and I trust God that I will be a blessing to them in Botswana. He gave gifts unto men. But for now, then I'll start the series when I'm back after that campaign, okay? Today I just want to preach a singular message that I feel the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart. And it's difficult sometimes when the Holy Spirit gives you something because you really need to articulate and make it work well. <laughs> but it's His message, so I told Him, He's got to work it out, all right? I'm the junior partner, He's the senior partner. My message is called The Man with the Withered Hand. The man with the withered hand. Or you could say, stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. This is found in Matthew chapter 12, verse 9. This miracle is also recorded in the book of Luke. But we will read it from the text in Matthew. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The Bible says in Matthew 12, verse 9, And when he was departed thence, let's read it in the nice version of English. Jesus went over to their synagogue. Synagogue was like a church in those days. And when he noticed a man with a deformed hand, the King James says a withered hand, the Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? 
They were hoping he would say yes so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would, he said. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. And the last verse is verse 13. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. And the King James says, stretch forth your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. Can you put that last verse in King James Version, please? Then he said, stretch forth thine hand. And that's the title right there in yellow. Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. May the Lord bless the reading and the preaching of his word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, when I was in America, I had a temptation to stay there. You know, the devil comes and he says, why don't you turn the stone to bread? Bow before me and I'll give you all these kingdoms. Because what I realized in America is, and especially the places we went, it seems that the people had no trouble. It seemed that everybody was organized. Everything was working. And it was working well. Oh, and I thought of this country, I said, oh, Lord. Every time I had to ask my wife, when is load shedding? She said, it's not in this country. <laughs> it's way, way back in, what did I say? I'm Zanzi. I'm Zanzi. It's back there. <laughs> then I thought about it, and I thought, you know, You see those churches, and you see the flourishing, and you see the people, you see the prosperity and the cars, huge trucks, everybody drives a truck, 16-year-old. I went to visit the school, and the school was like a, like a mall. You know, the parking area was like a mall. So I asked the, the guy who took me there, I said, is this, we went to pick up somebody's child from a school. So I asked him, is, is this part of the school? Why are all these cars here? He said, yes, it is the children of the school. It's their cars. Because from the age of 16, in the United States of America, you can drive a car. But when I saw the cars, I couldn't believe that it was children's cars. Because when you look at children here, or, or say, <laughs> when, when our children start to get their cars, it's normally a jalopy or something half broken or something rusted that somebody doesn't want. And I looked at all of those things and I, and I realized these people have a lot of stuff. You know, and then I thought back to Delft, and then I thought that many of our stuff is not, is not working. 
No, but Jesus Christ, He came for the sick and the suffering. So you wonder what type of sermons you have to preach to affluent people all the time. And I'm just joking about having been tempted to stay there. I have no desire to stay in such places. I want to be in the will of God. Amen. Although I'm teaching to a people that have withered hands, I believe today prophetically the Lord sent me to tell you, stretch forth your hand. Because that which is broken shall be made whole in the name of Jesus. It shall be made whole in the name of Jesus. This is a marvelous story of the Lord Jesus noticing someone with a deformity. As he steps in, he comes to church. Now I was blessed to be in Jerusalem and in the, around the Sea of Galilee some years ago and I went to a synagogue. And they explained to me, this is, well, or the remains of a synagogue because most of these things have been broken. So they said, this is like a synagogue where Jesus came to preach in. And that was the synagogue opposite Peter's house because remember, after he went out of the synagogue, he went to heal Peter's mother-in-law. So I, wa I was in that synagogue, so I know what it's like. It's not big like this, it's a little smaller than this, maybe half of this, maybe even a quarter. It's small places where the Jews used to meet, and that was their churches. Their main church was, the main church was a temple that was only in Jerusalem, which was further south. Jesus' main ministry was in the north around the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias, and then called the Sea of Gennesaret, the same sea, different places. But it was in the synagogue that he came and found this man. Amen. So the synagogue would be a church today. Hallelujah. He was found in a church. It's a good place to be. In a church. Why? Because Jesus will notice you there. Oh yes, when you come into this place, you, are, you will be noticed by the master. Hallelujah. You will be identified. I think this verse in verse 9, go back there, you see that verse 9 and verse 10, sorry, it says he identified, and they said, uh, no, it's not there. Go further. And then one more, I think verse 12, I'm almost sure. But it says, uh, he identified the man. He saw the man. Amen. What verse is that? Verse 10. Oh yeah, there it is, sorry. He noticed the man. You are being noticed today. Hallelujah. The King James says, behold. He says, yeah. And when he was departed, he went to the sun, and behold, there was a man which had a hand that was with it. Now, this is what I like about the Lord that we serve and the God we serve. You know, in our culture, we, we, we generally notice people of importance. Isn't it so? We will say there's a doctor in our church today. Hey! And we feel excited. I mean, we are to blame. We have named our doctors and our highfalutin people many times, isn't it? 
Yeah, we would say this one is this one, this one has this degree, and this one drives that car. Put the person in a nice seat. Isn't it so? That's how we notice. The Bible says man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. The good message for you today is that, you see, Jesus notices things and people we don't notice. And there's not a, 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 there's not a tra-la or something uh, highfalutin about a person of, we respect everyone, but, but the mistake we make is we put too much emphasis on those who have accomplished things. Jesus noticed someone who had nothing much, and I'm sure that others didn't notice much, and others didn't give much time to, because the man was, he was an invalid. He, he had a problem. He had a withered hand. And the hand speaks of work. Amen. So he couldn't work. He couldn't do normal things like others. He, he, the hand speaks of the breadwinning. And he couldn't, he couldn't supply. He couldn't supply his family. And there might be many here today who are in such a condition of a withered hand. You can't really do that which you want to do. You want to do it, but there's a deformity. Oftentimes when I think of the incapabilities of our people to perform their ministries well, the only thing that comes to me is withered hands. They said of Daniel, he was a man with an excellent spirit. He did things better than the president and the princess. But sometimes we are here and you might even think that you've come, nobody will notice you. Nobody will know you. You come from Delft. You come from the worst. Delft has different parts also, I believe. Isn't it? <laughs> and people also look down on the different areas of Delft. I stay in Into Gateway or I stay in Leiden. I'm from the first inwoners from Delft, the Hague. That's the posh area of Diav, you see. Yeah. Then when you move to Diav South, ooh, yeah. Black is dope. But if Jesus was around today, he would have noticed the people that's from the poorest of the poorest areas. He would have noticed the people with the withered hands. That's what makes God different to us. Amen. Where man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. The Bible says Jesus didn't come. He said, if, if, if you, I didn't come for those that were healthy. Uh, if I came for the healthy, the sick need a physician. Amen. Hallelujah. Those that are healthy need no physician. Those that have these mega cars and these mega places, that's why they don't even have their hearts turned to God anymore. Because their trust is in material things and in all the accomplishments that they have accomplished. But once you are a person that is in need, you see, you understand that you need God every minute, every hour. You can't do, you can't do much for yourself. And that must be your position here today, that you need Him. Every hour we need Him. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to the, I have a withered hand. I'm incapable. Today Jesus is going to say to you Stretch forth your hand Hallelujah The power of God is here The anointing of God is here To change you To heal you And to deliver you But you will be identified by Jesus 
There's nobody insignificant in this house. Maybe I don't have time to speak to you. I'm not the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Chris with many faults and failures. If I didn't notice you, I want to tell you today that Jesus Christ has noticed you. Jesus Christ knows your name. He knows your number. Yes, He has your number. He can call you anytime because you are not insignificant to Him. Glory to God. Clap for Jesus Christ. Unspiritual and self-righteous people are constantly looking for difficulties. This story goes to about two things. The man with the withered hand, which I want to really focus on. But there's a little interruption here because the Pharisees, which were the priests of the day, the, the priests and the scribes, the Bible says, they tried to trap Jesus and to find fault in his ministry. They are unspiritual and self-righteous people. They're looking to pass judgment on things they do not understand. Hey. It's strange enough, once you start to really meet the Lord and you follow Him and He gives you power to serve Him, then you will have a lot of opposition and people that don't understand spiritual things. Are you hearing me? I marvel at people who think serving the Lord will be easy. I wish it was, but it's not so. It comes with a lot of this opposition and criticism. Those people that, that don't want to receive such uh, attacks, they try to, to also be friends with the world. And what eventually happens to them, they don't serve God here for long anymore. Because you can't be a friend of the world and still be a friend of God. Are you listening? He will have to receive this as Jesus Christ himself had to receive an attack, not from the world here in a certain sense, but from church people. Oh yeah. You, you see, the real sinner and the dakaruka outside, they won't bother you so much about your going to church. It is the church people in your family that start to say many things about you coming to church. It's not the drunkard. The drunkard says, God can't do but for my man. But the self-righteous, slim manna, with long tuachas, a priest in some church and an elder in another church, the Bible says yeah, they did not understand the ways of God. So they ask him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Because the, the book says there shall be no work on the Sabbath. I find these people in my life also. But I've decided to just continue with what God told me to do. Hallelujah. And then the fruit will say if I'm on the right track or if I'm not on the wrong, uh, right track. You must, you must hold on to Jesus and keep following Him. Despite the criticism and despite what the family members are going to throw upon you. Be it known to you today that the Pharisees and the scribes will be in your life too. And they will criticize you for doing good things. Good things, not bad things. Like going, going to church. You'll have many people that have complained about people coming to church. Your church comes out late. And then in the evening, 
when we come here, we don't have really a time. There's no time with us because the day belongs to God. Then we even get more Pharisees and scribes that attack us all the time. But the Lord is going to deliver you out of it all. Amen. Now, I want to just look at this man and I want to focus on him because he had a problem. Ah. Right hand is the breadwinning hand and he could not work. And there are us that might not be physically uh, disabled, but we are spiritually disabled. And we have withered hands so that you cannot do the things that you want to do. Is it right? If you must tell a doctor to go to a place where, to go and start a surgery where everybody is, is healthy, then you won't do it because you won't make much money there. Isn't it so? You won't settle there. You will rather retire there. So Jesus, the master, does not come into the assemblies where all feel themselves content with themselves. Where there's no blind eyes, no deaf ears, no broken hearts, no withered hands. For such people do not need a savior. And that is what encourages me to continue the work in the poorest of the poor areas. That is what makes me believe we must take the gospel of Jesus through the J.O. Crusades to every area that we possibly can. The people that are not noticed by the world is noticed by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Those are the people that need a savior. And when he comes in, he didn't notice the Pharisees and, the, and those scribes as much as he noticed the man with the withered hand. Hallelujah. Because he's always looking around and his eyes is fixed on your pain, your necessity, your incapacity, your sinfulness. Upon everything that he wants to do good to you. Hallelujah. And Jesus is looking for that opportunity to do you good. How many of you know that Jesus Christ wants to do good to you? He wants to heal you not only of your physical sickness, but he wants to heal you of all your incapacities. All your incapacities because you can't do much. The hand is not working. And you will notice it because you will notice in your life there's no progress. Something is, being, something is weathered. That works But the Heilige Geest is Listen, sometimes you wonder how will things change? I want to tell you, you must believe that the Holy Spirit's power, which is called the, the Spirit, is called the Spirit of power and also the Spirit of might. He has the power to transform you from your incapacities, from your, 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 your slothfulness, from your inabilities to do things right, to start to be a different person. And suddenly we see that you are changed because the power of the Holy Spirit is now working in you. That which was once withered is being stretched forth. You must believe it by the grace and the power of God. You must believe that you can't stay like you are. That you will change. Hallelujah. That there will be fruit in your life to show that something has changed in me. And even if you think it's impossible, it's, you only need one thing. And that's the ability to believe. 
And let me tell you something that even in that ability, Jesus will help you. The centurion came and he said, Lord, I, Jesus said, if you can only believe. He said, Lord, I believe, but I'm still struggling even to believe. He said, Lord, help thou my unbelief. And I'm here to tell you that even in your inability to believe, God is there to help you. God has come to help you. He wants to do good to you. Hallelujah. So the one that is the worst of all here, whether it's your sin, whether it's your inability, you are the one that has been noticed by Jesus today. You are not a non-entity. You are not a nobody. God knows you. And God is interested in you. And God is saying to you, just stretch forth your hand. That which was not working will start to work from this day. If you believe it, say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. He's turning around and looking. Where's the one I can do good to? In Acts it says, how oh, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit. Going around and doing good. Doing what? How many of you can testify that the Lord has been good to you? I like what the sister said when she testified of the goodness of the Lord. She said, Psalm 103 belongs to her. Because it talks of the blessing of the Lord. Amen. It's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. You see, the Lord wants to do good to you. The devil wants to do harm to you. The devil wants to keep you incapacitated, withered, deranged, mentally not well. Hey. But it's to this bed of sick people that the Lord Jesus wants to come to. It's to such people that the Lord wants to reach out to. And to you that have been blessed a little bit more, feel, feel rather blessed that you can be amongst the people that God wants to use you to be a helper to. Because I realize that we can all go to churches with nice cars, isn't it? I'm talking about us that have been a little bit blessed by the Lord. And that's the problem we have because now that you have a little bit of blessing, you feel sitting here is not, is not your, is, is, it will take down your little status. Whatever status you have. I once met a brother who was part of our church some years ago and things didn't work out at the church where we attended and he moved on. And uh, I met him once and I asked him, where are you fellowshipping now? Then he mentioned the church that was a former white church. And he said, no, I, but he was very active in the first church that we were, working among the youth doing this, doing that. And then I asked him, so he says, no, I've decided to move further up in the ranks. So I'm sitting on soft armchairs now that when you get up, it also comes up. You see, this chair, if you get up, it doesn't come up. <laughs> even if you sit and you squeeze too much, it might even crack under you. But at that church that he was at, he said, those chairs, they don't crack. They are soft padded chairs with the back very high. If you're a little tired, you can put your head back and sleep. 
I said, so what are you there? Are you uh, working with the youth? Are you working? He said, no, I'm just there. And I want to encourage all of you that God is going to lift. Because he is going to lift. He's the lifter of your head. You see, Don't come to the place where you now think that you are too smart to be among the poor. To be among the deranged. To be among the mentally disabled. To be among the schizophrenics. To be among the, uh, what's it called? Bipolar people. This is the people Jesus notices. He can even change your bipolar to right polar. Amen. To singular polar. Have you noticed many bipolar people? That means they pie means two. It's no Sudan, Savior Iman Anas. But the Lord is saying to you today, stretch forth your hand. Be the same always. That's what it means to be loyal and constant. You are not confusing us. You are the same. But don't be afraid if you're sitting amongst many bipolar people. This is the people the Lord notices. And the Lord is going to use you to also help to say to them, stretch forth your hand. Amen. Stretch forth your hand. I believe this is the people Jesus is coming to. Hallelujah. And if Jesus is there, I want to be there. Los for high stoelen and los for zachte stoelen. Ik wil bij de Jere vergader. Daar was hij krachtig. And if the Lord is there with the boys, send me there. Send me there, Lord Jesus. Help me to transform my life. Help me just to be a vessel through which the Holy Spirit can work. There's nothing better than to see a life change. There's nothing better to the salvation of Jesus Christ come to a person that was once completely lost and is now a new person. The greatest miracle is that Jesus can turn your life around. You might not believe it. You might think that I'm forever like this. You might think you'll never come out of your situation. Because your hand is withered. But this morning he says to you, stretch it forth. It can change. It can change. It can change. Hallelujah. And it will change. By the power and the might of the Holy Ghost. Not by human power, not by human might. But by my spirit. Says the Lord. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 2 verse 17. Those who are healthy, they don't need a healer. But those who are sick. And I came not for the righteous. Today your withered hands will be made strong. And all your sins will be forgiven. Because Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now this man was incapable of obeying. Can we imagine the word comes to you, stretch forth your hand. But that is the hand that cannot stretch forth. Are you with me? This is the thing you really can't do. But the master is saying to you today, do that thing. 
do that thing. Because you will be able to do something you couldn't do before. This is the blessing of Jesus and the power of Him. He makes you do things you couldn't do before. I looked at my, my wife next to me on the plane and I said, Kijk, waar vlieg het zijn? Born in Elsis. I'm born in Itzach. From the dusty streets. My friend who, who is there in uh, Texas left the country many years ago before apartheid was abolished because they thought this country will be demolished and in bloodshed. So they left and they went to America. So when I sat in his lounge and my son and his son, they shared a, it's a very beautiful story. They left and I stayed. We, we, we couldn't leave. There was nothing to leave. We couldn't even go to Esteriva, how much more to America. So they left, their father left with them and they started their new life. Subsequently became a medical doctor. And we used to write to each other when we were younger, you know, before cell phones and all these electronic. We wrote with a poster stamp on the, on the envelope. Send me photos and stuff. I never knew that. It's not true. They had family there, you see. They had some connections. Organizations. Iman wat jou kan inbring. Ek het ook iemand wat my ingebring het. Maar sy naam is Jesus Christus. And when I sat there in the lounge drinking tea with him, I kept my three fingers in there. To say, this is what your connections has done. But this is what my Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And not just me, my family and my children. And plus still my children-in-law. Hey! Look what the Lord has done! You see, you people, you think that the God I serve is a different God. But it's the same God that I serve, that you serve. It's the God of Abram, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. It's the same God, the God of Samson. Hey! The God of Elijah. The God that can do the impossible. And you will be able to go places and do things that you couldn't do out of your natural self because your hand is with it. You must believe God. He's going to lift you to a higher place. And He's going to change your inabilities to abilities. What is it you don't have? What is it that you lack? The Lord can give it to you. You must believe it by faith. I'm so glad when I realized as I was contemplating the teaching on tithing is going to bless all of you. That teaching is going to catapult you into flourishing financially. That's only one area of your life. And it's not even the main area. Hallelujah. Salvation and the transformation of a person is the main thing. All the other things are added unto you. Glory to God. But this man was incapable of obeying.
and the gospel comes to you that can't help yourself. Amen. So that the excellency of the power might be seen in the gospel and the Lord Jesus and not in you. You cannot save yourself. Say amen. So pastor, what must I do? You must just believe. Only believe. And he will even help you to believe if you can't believe. Hallelujah. So even if you are incapable, God is going to make you capable. Glory to God. My last point, let me close with this by saying, the beautiful thing about this person, he was willing to be made well. Amen. He was willing to be made well. Do you remember the story of the man at the pool? Jesus asked him this pertinent question. Do you want to be made well? It was a very strange question because you might think that everybody wants the help of God. Are you hearing me? Do you really want to be saved? Now the question is, and tie your safety belts for this one. People want to be saved. If you ask the person, do you want to be saved? You say, saved from what? Saved from going to hell? Of course. Everybody wants to be saved from hell fire. But, say but. When we speak about salvation, we don't just speak about being saved from hell fire. Are you listening? We we, we mean being saved from the habit of wrongdoing. Being saved from the power of evil. Being saved from the love of sin. And the very power to find pleasure in transgression. Do you wish to be saved from pleasurable and gainful sins? We don't want to go to hell. Maar ons wil nog een bykie die dingetjes doen wat lekker is, paaste. We fornicate left, right and center. We are safe from hell. But we don't want to let go of the tobacco. We don't want to let go of the addictions. We don't want to let go of sexual pleasure. We don't want to let go of friends and parties. But you say you want to be saved. <coughs> Salvation is a complete change. It's goodbye to the world and hello to Jesus Christ. Amen. Goodbye world. I, I, I stay no longer with you. It's a complete transformation. And it is being offered to you today. And Jesus has come on purpose to do this to real sinners. Not to pretenders. Can there be pretenders in the church? Oh yes. You can fall in love with just the style, the atmosphere. But are you really changed? Do you still gain pleasure from the sinful things of the world? Do you find it difficult to say no to friends' invitations, to places, to things that you shouldn't do? That's true salvation. I don't want to go to hell. Yes, that's a salvation. But do you want, don't you want your life to be turned upside down? Where once I've walked in this way, now I no longer walk that way. And possibly the truest sign of your transformation is the change of your friends. Can I leave that with you? The truest sign is that you find a new life in Christ.
you find a new family you find new people you find brothers and sisters when they said to Jesus your brothers and mother is he said no 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 these people are now my brothers and sisters that you do the will of God hallelujah he came to save real sinners not pretenders and if you don't have sin he can't save you from it he cannot heal withered hands if there's no withered hands to be healed but to those that want him he has come to you that are sinful and guilty to you whose hands are withered believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved hallelujah and salvation comes by faith by nothing else but by faith and the holy spirit is the one that will help you why must we always do things i used the word recently called substandard in other words i know there's a curse on the african continent it's a curse on the sons of ham but you know you can escape these curses by wisdom and by the power of the holy ghost where everything you do is always substandard and i've almost come to the place where i want to accept it like accept like this is not working oh this ministry couldn't do that because uh uh i don't know what the reasons they give god knows alone there's always a reason Jesus. Those that are healed of the weather then, you know, when you give this person something to do, you don't even have to check on him. The thing is done well. Because he has the spirit of Daniel. Things done in excellence. Amen. But of us it's not so. Many of us. That's what, what came to me when I was in America and coming back home. The weather dance. But is there anything to heart for God? There's nothing to heart for God. Amen. You see, once, let me give you that scripture as I end. Sorry. The scripture, look what the king did to Daniel. And this is what's going to happen to you. As you are healed of your withered hands and the things you couldn't do spiritually, you can start to do. In Daniel was the spirit of excellence. Listen to this. In Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. Let's listen to this. I'm closing. Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. You're going to be promoted and you're going to be set over large capacities, large ministries, bigger cell groups, more churches because your hand is not with it anymore. Small assignment you get, you can't finish it. You have a withered end. Small progression in life, you can't make it. You have a withered end. But Jesus is here today and He notices you. 
and he's saying to you, stretch forth thine hand. Stretch forth thine hand. In the spirit, I believe, I must come to make this prayer over many of you. Many things the Holy Spirit made clear to me that it is by supernatural help that the people will be transformed. Not by connections. The only connection is the connection to the throne. Are you with me? Because we're dealing with the people, unfortunately, that has been deprived of many privileges, education, schooling, literacy. But that's the people Jesus notices. Are you with me? And he offers transformation. He offers change. He offers change. And the change is not just salvation from hell, but your whole life will change. Your whole life will change. Your patterns will change. Your love for God will change. You can't wait to come to church. Your whole life is different now. It's different now. The pleasure of sin doesn't have that effect on you anymore. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't enjoy sin as you used to do. Because a true transformation has taken place in your life. Your hands are not with it anymore. And Jesus Christ is here today to offer you that great salvation and to offer you that change. There are many of you that are saved because you are saved from hell, but you're not living the way you should. You know I'm talking to you. You are still withered in the hand. Your other hand is, is okay, but the one hand is pulled back. And he says to you today, stretch it. I want to, I want to make you completely whole. So many of you are not completely whole. He wants to make you completely whole. And He's here today to do just that for you. The same Jesus that was in the synagogue 2,000 years ago noticed the man with the withered hand. And when the Pharisees questioned Him about, about the healing, He said, if your sheep falls into a pit, are you not going to take him out? I declare to you, you are much more valuable than a sheep to the Lord. A sheep is only good for chops and mince and sausage. You are much more valuable than a sheep. And if you're lying in that pit, that pit of despair, that pit of inadequacy, that pit of sin, Jesus is going to take you out. It doesn't matter if it's on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Sunday. He's going to take you out of that pit. And you're going to walk again. Hallelujah. You are much more value than a sheep. And he said, stretch it forth. And it was stretched forth. I believe the Lord is here. And the Lord wants people to be transformed in their completion. And whatever it is that's keeping you back, Today as I speak the word, your hand will be healed. It's a spiritual thing I'm talking about. That thing will be healed from you. And your hand will be made whole. Bow your heads in prayer. Hallelujah. Father, I have preached the word and I have delivered it to the people. So many with withered hands. Today, miracles will happen in the lives of people. Transformation will take place and they will have testimonies 
of the goodness of God. There will be no more desire for pleasurable sins, but a complete transformation. Maybe you are here today and your life is not right with God. I want to pray for you. If you die tonight, you're not sure if you will go to heaven. You're not sure of the direction of your life. I want to pray for you. Then there's a second category I want to pray for. You have been saved. You have come. But in your ministry, in everything you do, it seems you don't have great success. You have a withered hand. A curse that befalls many of us in this continent, in this country, and in this city. But Jesus Christ is saying, you can come out of it. You can be different. You can go to places that others can't go. You will see things others can't see. You will experience things others will not. Because I will heal you from the withered hand. I will heal you. I once too had a withered hand, ladies and gentlemen. Many despairs and difficulties in my life. But I thank God one day He said to me, Stretch forth your hand. And by faith I believed in Him. And my hand was completely made whole. Your hands can be made whole today. If you want me to pray for you, lift up your hand there, just right there where you are, and I will pray for you. Better still, come out of your chair and come to me right in front. Come stand on the blue carpet. Everybody stand in the auditorium. And then those who want prayer, come to me quickly. Ma Teshukatayada. Come just join me here. Come join me here. The man with the withered hand. The man with the withered hand. There is something in your life that's not what the Christian should be like. You need help and prayer. He heals you today from the withered hand. Pastor, I am incapable of obeying. I know, I know, I know. He said to the man, just lift up your bed and walk for a man that couldn't walk. He says to the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand. I've done what you asked me to do, Holy Spirit. Now it is your turn. That's the people. And heal them of this inadequacy. Yes. 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 Incapacity. Incapacity. Your incapacity is healed today in the name of Jesus. You can't do it because your hand has been withered. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have done that which you asked me to do. Now by the power of the Holy Ghost, you have brought salvation to many, but we need complete healing from the withered hands. There is one part of our lives that is withered. We stretch it forth today. And say, Lord, complete healing, complete deliverance, complete transformation. Let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts. Let us never be the same again. 
Let there be a pure joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For those that are coming for the first time or you're a backslider and you've never said this prayer, you said it but you backslide, pray with me again. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And wash me. And wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. I give you my heart. I give you my heart. Come live inside of me. Come live inside of me. Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. And write my name. And write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Forgive me. Forgive me. For my inadequacy. For my inadequacy. My weakness. My weakness. My mistakes. My mistakes. I stretch forth my hand. I stretch forth my hand. To you, Lord Jesus. To you, Lord Jesus. I need healing. I need healing. In this area. In this area. I have failed. By faith. I come short. I come short. But I trust you now. But I trust you now. To heal me. To heal me. And to touch me. And to touch me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now lift your hands, people. In the name of Jesus, I declare your power, Lord, to touch the people now. The word said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now in that name that is above every other name, I declare to them, stretch forth your hands. Stretch forth your hands. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.